so surprised that many people were gambling on it. Either way, it means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing? You didn't go over... Uh, first of all, hello. Thank you. Very well. Thank you. Um, you didn't do the joke I fed you. What joke? For the opening. I had, a really, I had a killer joke. That Bigfoot didn't seem mobile? No, it's not that. It was, let me go ahead and see if I can read it real quick. It was, uh, hey guys, what does uh, Frank Mir have in common with the Backstreet Boys? What? Uh, they're both back. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Good, good I response. You're saying. It's good Payoff, stuff. I'm uh, <laughs> knowing that I'll use a musical pun later. I'm glad that that happened. I just hope that this episode is entirely sponsored by Backstreet's Back. That's all I want. <laughs> Backstreet's Back. All right. Uh, we just watched their documentary. No, you <laughs> did. Oh, I totally did. It's real. It is real. It gets... I cried. I'm not sure. <laughs> there was some serious shit happened. Why did you feel so moved by their story? Well, it's important to note that I was on a knee medication Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was feeling a little vulnerable as it was but they just you know they told a story and it was compelling and of course they sang Uh, so it was just a real it was a story about friendship (laughs) at what point did you find yourself tearing up and then wondering about the choices you've made in your own life Uh, minute 32 but it was an hour 43 so there was like some moments it was a real acapella they went home each of them went, went home and told their story and I don't know if you've ever heard Kevin's story but it's pretty sad. Most Kevins are. Anyway, so about fight night, it was, as you mentioned, a big loss. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many losses they reported on just one website? No. Okay. Bovida.lv reported over $1 million of losses on this one event. Cool. And Fox, alluding to my point earlier, Fox Sports 1's main card here probably getting some action, but not the normal. So it's probably a lot of money to lose. On like a night of MMA fights. Well, they said they had at least uh, a dozen or so bets that paid out $10,000 or more. Which, if you think about it, there was, I think, nine upsets. I'm I'm trying to look. But it was a record-breaking kind of night where so many upsets happened. And and I think that's what made the evening so exciting. Uh, They said, yeah, it was uh, one of ten upset winners. I mean, it's it's insane. And if you're watching the event, it is nice to have – even if you think some of those people, let's say 50 percent you thought would win. Um, it is nice to take the underdog and it makes it way more of an unpredictable element. So I don't know that we'll ever see one of those in a, in a good while statistically speaking. But it was kind of exciting to watch and, and go through that all the way through. Very cool. The Silva-Mir fight? OK. It was, you know – um, fast. Well, heavyweight fast. Let's start with that. Uh, <laughs> Frank Mir looked good. Uh, he was aggressive. A lot of people were saying it was the old Frank Mir. I think it wasn't necessarily the old Frank Mir. It was definitely the old Frank Mir. I don't know that it was. No, in I'm saying terms... at this, like, if we're just being literal. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't don't know that it Frank was. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Backstreet's back. All right. So I think the hard part for me is when you're watching Frank Mir, 
you don't know what's left for him in the division. And he apparently was close to retirement and his wife urged him to take some time off and really reconsider what he's doing and, and to let his body heal up. So it almost seemed like the wife was pushing him to say, I don't know if you're ready to make a decision about what you want to do. And once he did that, he said he was able to go back. He got, like, new coaches. He's with the legendary wrestling coach, Ricky Lindell, and uh, a whole new Greg Jackson fight camp that really started to to get behind him. And I think the most uh, impressive thing about his win was that he not only looked good, but he finished him with what was kind of a sneaky underhand jab, if you would. And... It was it was cool. I, at first, I thought, man, is that really going to knock him out? But when Silva went down, it made you think, hmm, how big of a role did those performance helpers give him in previous fights? No lie. That was my question. Like, do I say Antonio Silva? It's like, uh, looking bad. In the past year, and for people that don't know what we're talking about, he got busted in 2013 for performance-enhancing yeah. drugs. It was before After the having... UFC was, like, <laughs> one under of the best siege. Fights. But, and yeah. the, it, it tainted the, one of the best fights in the heavyweight division between him and Mark Hunt. And, you know, <laughs> even then, the UFC was like, oh, this is one of the best heavyweight fights of all time. What? It's ruined with steroids? Nah, we won't get serious about this until at least another year and a half later. <laughs> well, That's... Well. That would have been a great future comment from Dana. It's like 2013. <laughs> he had just released a comment. He's not going to give a shit about this for 16 months. But Hey, you guys give me 16 months and I'll get to the fucking bottom of all of this. <laughs> I have not been applauding the UFCs. We'll get to that next. We'll get to that next. <laughs> Let's finish these fights and give them the just due they deserve. Frank Mir in title contention, Raph? Or he just should fight Brock Lesnar for the third time? Brock Lesnar. want to see it. Uh, the only problem too. is I don't even I'm not even I wild about it, but fuck it. Don't know that Brock Lesnar. I'm I'm gonna say this. Okay, obviously nope. the problem is Brock Lesnar. Yes, it's Frank Mir's like yeah, I'll take the payday. <laughs> well, uh, a few months ago, and I said this, and I, I I think I was on to something, but I think I may be. I don't know. I don't know where I I stand in terms of being right or wrong, but I'm just gonna put this out there. You guys figure it out. Brock Lesnar, I think, is using all of this as leverage for the WWE. And I picked up on this months ago because it's hard to fight in the UFC. It is a difficult thing. And it's not to say that he's not big enough or that he doesn't have some kind of great athletic gifts. But it it, it takes a toil on you as a human being and, uh, and on everything. So why would you do that when Vince McMahon offers you buttloads of money to show up part-time work, Kevin. Do you know what most part-time work is? Sadly, I do. Yeah. Yeah? yeah it is like waiting what? tables less is what than, I did for a while. Well, less than how much a week? Like, just in terms of hours. How many hours do you need to show up for part-time work? 20. Yes. Less than 25 hours a week is considered part-time. That's about as much as Brock Lesnar actually wrestles. He would be lucky if he's done that in the past three years. So what I'm saying to you is this. Brock Lesnar has it made so that he can make his life, live on a ranch somewhere, not give a shit, and that's it. So I don't know if this is it, but the most recent report, and I think this came from Jim Ross, said that Brock Lesnar was considering not coming back 
because of possible concussion elements uh, for this. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. I think it could be Jim Ross just speculating. It could be accurate. It could be from sources because everything's always from reliable sources. Um, but I think it's a fascinating negotiating chip and maybe indicative that maybe he won't come back. But if he did, it'd be great. And that's the fight I'd want to see because uh, I Brock against Kane, the rematch there does not make sense. And Brock against maybe some other top five contenders is not something that I'm immediately jumping to. But Brock versus Mir, absolutely. Yeah, because I was also like, I'm not, I think Travis Brown would destroy Frank Mir. Like just at this point in their careers, but obviously Frank Mir is still fun to watch fights. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Hey, Edson Barbosa loses to Michael Johnson. Did you see this fight? Yes, very good fight, and Barbosa is always super clean. This was a very competitive fight just in terms of how crisp and aggressive both these guys were and not just uh, wild and reckless aggressive. It was a very controlled and technical. Barbosa is always known for great kicks, and Michael Johnson was was really pushing the action. And at one point, it bloodied Barbosa very quickly in the first, I think middle of the first. And I think from there on, it just became kind of a – Let's establish as uh, if you're Michael Johnson, you know, your game of heavy punches that get in and finding ways to counter uh, what it is that Barboza does so well. And it was it was a great fight. I really enjoyed watching that one. Okay. Any other fights of uh, note? Yes. There's one person who I absolutely uh, I'm just going to put it out here now. If any of you guys have a way of getting this guy. Or to him. Find a way to get him into touch with us because I want the following human being. I want Sam Alvey on this podcast because not only is he out here in, you know, uh, Temecula kind of area working with Dan Henderson, Kevin, but great fighter. Uh, he is one of the smiliest. His nickname is Smiling Sam. Yeah, he and- was on The Ultimate Fighter, wasn't he? Uh, well, I don't remember that much. He might be actually, but, uh, yes, he was, he was getting pushed and he basically said in his fight, which he ended up winning by knockout. And it was a sweet, sweet timed punch that came in to help him. But his strategy was to let his opponent kick him as much as he could. Cause he's really cool and has really great kicks and withstand that. And then just try and punch him at some point. And he couldn't help but smile. And then. When he finished the interview, he took off his shirt and he told Brazil in very, very complimentary language that he will give his shirt to the loudest person in the audience and started doing the call and response Hulk Hogan ears and just was one of the most exciting, fun, humorous and uh, well-earned win and victory uh, kind of uh, post-fight speeches that I've seen in some time. So ladies and gentlemen, if you can get us in touch with Sam Alvey, please do because – uh, I think that dude would be good on this program. So I'm putting it out there. You're on the yeah. list. He uh, So this is why I remember him. I'm looking at this. He fought three times in one night. King of the Cage Heavyweight Tournament, Lake of the Torches Casino. Yeah, three fights in one night. He won a spot on their pro card. Mm-hmm. So it was like he told that story on the show. It was like, that guy looks... It's good to hear he was coming back. I actually yes, and he was on on Carwin versus Nelson. That's what it was. I tend to forget that season for many reasons. (laughs) 
It's really but, hard to keep track. Yes, yes. Now it is all coming back to me. Okay. Well, hey, let's get let's working on the Twitters too. Let's find him. We can make this yep. happen. Any other fights worth uh, talking about other than Shockley's hair, which was awesome? No, you know that was uh, that was the big one. Everything <laughs> else was uh, fun, and I'm I'm glad that we we had it. I think it was interesting that they put it on as counter programming. I mean, seen what the ratings were for it, but they put it on against the Oscars, which yeah. Uh, if you don't even watch the Oscars, it's just a huge ratings. Uh, it's a ratings risk, even if you're doing counter programming. And congratulations. Uh, we did find out that Sam did get a performance of the night after asking Dana White by name after the fight, yo, Dana, can I get my 50? And uh, let's say this. Ladies and gents, if you really feel like it, it seems like Dana's really into people who call him out. So even if I did what I would call a piss poor performance, I'd still call out Dana and be like, Dana, come on. I got through three rounds. Even if I won via like, scarce decision yeah that's good <laughs> it'd be like ed winning by incomprehensibility raph esparza yo dana where my fitty at <laughs> performance of the night bitches what <laughs> won that fight <laughs> barely via decision <laughs> it's like they uh, get for that right speaking of our friend dana and calling him out they felt called out i guess finally and are compelled to act because I'm sure that's just they felt like it was the competitive spirit in their hearts, the integrity of the game. The UFC has announced a sweeping drug policy revamp where they will test all fighters before the fight, which, yeah, makes perfect fucking sense. Also, how boxing does it, not the point. They will make all fighters subject to random drug tests, also a good idea, not just some of them. Great, great addition. And they're going to have stricter enforcement and harsher punishments. So that all takes effect July 1st. I'm excited. I guess if you got them. (laughs) I was about to say, it's a great heads up to anybody who is doing it. Like, guys, come on, quick. You better get it in here quick. Um, I I always love when they announce something's going to happen. Me too. Like, the Reebok deal took less time to come together and be executed than the drug enforcement. But they're both happening the same weekend. It's such a weird to have put this off for so long and to act so indignant is the funniest part of this entire story. Well, Kevin, it's I'm because the fighters' lives are at stake. Yeah, I guess it is. And, and like because they obviously weren't for the two hundred and four failed. No, 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 no. Don't this. don't get it twisted. We didn't not care about fighters for all that time. We, we just, just really care about it now. Care more now. We know yeah. more now. That's always every sports favorite one. We just we know so much more about concussions than we did twenty years ago. It's like do, do you we? do you think that <laughs> because in my brain this is how it happens? I think. That some nerd in a lab coat brings a folder to Dana and is in my brain like, uh, uh, Dana, we can uh, we can walk you through what's exactly happening uh, within all of this drug testing. And Dana's like, get the fuck away from me, nerd. And I, I feel that's exactly how it works. So I, I think that that poor lab coat nerd has been coming up for years and saying the potential harms and risks of it. 
And now it's like, it's a big problem. Swarmy PR guy from the eighties that's still juiced out on cocaine and regret swings in and is, um, over fit suit and is like, baby, what we need is PR. You need to say we didn't know much. And that's data's like this fucking guy knows what he's talking about. This is the guy that's probably right. This is like our devil angel situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm excited for it. Throw the lab coat guy in the pool. We could do this all day. Like this is <laughs> I guess the only thing I am interested to see what happens is when people do get popped right after July second. Because as many times as they've threatened it, much like a parent threatening their kids, there's still gonna be some kids who throw a party even though they're told not to. So Great it's really going to be going to keep using steroids. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing to see who the first person is because the first person who gets caught under this quote unquote new system is going to become like the poster child however many months. Uh so I don't know. I just hope you always hope that fighters won't use this sort of stuff, but when it's a high high risk combat sport there are only so many ways to heal the body with such a short amount of time to fight in life. You are absolutely right. It is hard to cheat time. That's the one thing that will catch up with you. So Rav and I are, I guess, fans of the new truck policy. <laughs> We're a little skeptical <laughs> of its 2015 approach. but whatever. I await its implementation, and I applaud their <laughs> efforts to do better, but I still await its implementation. That's the best way to put it. Uh, we've because got some think over about under... it. Okay, go ahead. No, please. Well, before we go, the last thing I'll say is this. Think about it. Everybody wants to get behind better testing. Everybody wants to see people get caught. But... When you have people who are talking about not getting drug test results before pay-per-views and then Dana White saying, call them. Look at that. We didn't get it in. They did the preliminary drug test after the fights. Yeah. Okay. Stop that. Yeah. Why, it happened why were they getting in December. away like, Why were you? Maybe we should have stopped it in December when it happened that one time and then we knew another big one was coming up right in a month. Oh, nope. Too hard. We got yeah. it. But anyway, Dana's professing his innocence. And you know what? To his extent, that is something I don't know that he can control. But I'm not what blaming the fuck, him. Dude? I mean, we're not blaming them for drugs in the UFC. We're blaming the UFC for being spotty, inconsistent, and very case by case in their analysis. And what I mean by very case by case is Chil Sonnen got <laughs> ejected. Bigfoot Silva fought for a title. Like, it just has been very. It's been very hard to follow with the who gets what for testing positive. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a drug test where you can test positive positive, which is just like – Or they do a curve. Uh, like, well, yeah. Silva was only doing deer antler semen, which was for his complexion mostly and his recovery time. And they were like, Chael was on like bull steroids and full on – moose piss like he was trying to become a whole new human being and it's like so we gave him more punishment it's like no i'm wondering like, if the new threat is like you become an organ donor but for science so you get busted and dana goes fuck you fighter you belong to science now 
And then they just perform all the weird tests on them. I think that might be a good possibility for them. I'll, I'll flesh a that great one out. Sci-fi film that you should pitch. I can see that doing well at Cannes next year. So it's absolutely, it's con, but you know. Thank you. It's con. Well, mm-hmm. let's go to over under Kevin. This with you being condescending <laughs> about the movie business. D- did you make a pun off of con? I was hoping. All right, let's go to. It. So, you know, the fun part about doing these things, Kevin, is that every time we have a new pay-per-view, we have to do an over-under Kevin. And have to. You've have been telling to. me, you've been super clear that we can't take a break and let me get caught up on the copious amounts of bets I owe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just, that's not my problem. My problem is not that. Uh, okay. It is my yeah, task as, as a main yes. producer on this to make sure that we get the best people, people who really push you, Kevin, who well, really push the action. Ha- First of all, there's a huge asterisk next to the last loss of mine, wherein which you forego and gave a fight to an extra post hawk. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't. Latin it was mostly, after the you uh, had a change of opinion that was provoked by me, and it became a tiebreaker in a position where one person didn't get to pick and had a higher winning percentage of picks. But anyway. Let's get straight there because we have so many things going on in the background. It sounds like a circus is here. So we should probably get to your opponent who is not making that noise, but among it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kevin's opponent for this week, our good friend, Albert the Warrior Morales. Albert, how are you doing today, man? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> how you guys doing, dude? Um... <laughs> oh, oh, whenever I hear that name, dude, I get pumped up and I think like 300 for some reason, the Warrior. Yeah, I was just about to ask, yeah. is that what you say when, when you hear it before you go into the cage? Because <laughs> all, all, awesome... all, the, all the time, man. Like, it's crazy. I, like John, John, I don't know if you guys know the story, but John Jock Machado actually gave me that nickname during one of his uh, Christmas tournaments. And after that, I, 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 it just pumps me up. I can't believe I got a cool name like that. Man, John Jock is the man. He's uh, the head of our lineage, so we we definitely know and respect that. But how does that feel when John Shaw looks at you, gives you that name, and then you just go, oh, my God, I've been anointed with the coolest nickname from one of the coolest guys in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and I get to tell that story right? forever. Badass. Yeah, man. Uh, all, all I could think was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, were you prepared if he looked at you and said, like, Albert the Janitor Morales? I'd have to take it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, you could you could put a positive spin on it because Jean-Jacques is so positive. I could definitely see him be like, no, 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 I call you the janitor because you clean up so well. Yeah, or, or I'm always getting the sweep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Albert, um, we want to thank you for participating on this week's edition of Over Under Kevin, which, uh, Kev, you may know, the event is going down in our backyard out LA, here in Los Angeles. Staples yep. Center. Yep. I um, wish Kobe were healthy enough to participate. Super sad he can't fight. Yes, yes. That's uh, neither here nor there. We don't like to talk about sad <laughs> basketball things. But, uh, Albert, on your end, are you going to see the fights or are you watching it on TV? I'm going to, unfortunately, be watching it on TV. Well, not so unfortunate. I guess it would have <laughs> been better seats. But um, I actually was really close to going to the fight. One of my sponsors was actually going to hook us up with box tickets. Whoa. But something fell out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it didn't happen, so. But yeah, at least I could watch it at home. 
Hey. Some good food and stuff. To be fair, there there is better viewing from home. Because when you do go to these things, especially if they hook you up, in, even in the box seats, which are amazing, you're still kind of squinting and then you're still kind of finding yourself looking at the Jumbotrons or the TVs. So it all ends up that yep. way anyways. Um, yep, exactly. Well, Albert, what what do you feel – you know, you've rolled with Kevin, so you, you've seen him at his best slash worst. <laughs> what do you feel about your opponent? Like, how? what is it that you feel about Kevin's game uh, in terms of owner under Kevin? Hmm. How do I feel? Um, I definitely feel I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're always telling me he looks like a bum, and I'm starting to realize that he kind of does. So bums drink a lot, so it's... You know, maybe his guessing might not be so educated. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm taking this all the way. Mm. Kevin, your response? Well, this is gonna go exactly the way our training session went, and by that I mean <laughs> I'm gonna vomit afterwards from exhaustion. <laughs> that's how focused I am right now on this prize. <laughs> I'm dialed into these fights. And I may or may not have taken some alpha brain, so look out for my vocabulary <laughs> as I go rock. And by the way, thanks, Raph, for getting a legit MMA fighter. And sort of, you know, I'm going to say this, Albert has more of a cerebral approach. I fought mm-hmm. him uh, for someone that weighs 142 pounds less than I do. I was surprised mm-hmm. at his strength. He weighs 72 pounds. I don't know if people know that at home. It's crazy yeah. <laughs> to be that small in such a However, day of he weighs sport. it at 50? Uh, <laughs> he's, he's definitely there. I mean, Kev, you, you don't have a great track record against legitimate fighters in this game. I do you know not that. have a great track record against real fighters. That is Kev. a fair assessment. That's my only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that, let's cue music. Now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Kevin. Kevin. And we're back. Okay, so uh, guys, if you are new to this game, it's very simple. Uh, The way it works is we give 15 seconds per person to pick who they think is going to win each fight that we go randomly down the card on. And uh, if if I so feel like it, we give uh, 15 seconds for rebuttal time. It just depends on how I'm feeling. And uh, we do this all the way through. And uh, most picks right wins. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Could you say them three or four more times? Oh, I'm sorry. Kevin, it doesn't matter how many times I say the rules, you still lose. So I think you do need to be brushed up on them. I just thought you would say something about that addendum of like, hey, by the way, if a fight drops and another one doesn't exist, I'm going to ask you on the spot post-haste. You need to just like hypothetically say something without knowing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just surprised there wasn't any more. Are you trying to tarnish my character as the host of this (laughs) when your character has been tarnished more than 11 times in losses? Which which question do you want me to answer? (laughs) What about your character or mine? Or do you just want to go to the fights and stop wasting Albert's time? I can hear him losing weight. He's at, obviously, what appears to be a kitchen right now. I presume that's what all the noise is. Kevin, if you could just shut your dirty, whorish mouth, we can go ahead and start with this. <laughs> okay. Our first fight is a welterweight fight between Alan Javon and Richard Walsh. And we're going to start with Kevin on this one. 15 on the clock, go. Uh, I love Alan Javon's Brahma nickname. 10 and 3, KO specialist. I'm going to take the reach advantage. 
Alan oh. Haban. Brahma. Okay. How cool a nickname is that? I don't even know what it means. Okay. All right. 15 is done for Kevin. Let's go over to Albert for his pick. 15 on the clock, go. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I'm going to say this, but I'm actually going to agree with Kevin. Um, Alan Javon, I'm kind of biased because, one, I train at the same gym as he does, and I'm also really cool with all the tennis signing guys. And not only that, dude, the guy's like the best-looking guy in MMA. How can you root against that guy? Ooh. Okay, two things came up here, Kevin. One, Albert's talking about good looks. Two, he's trained with him, so there's insider intel here. How scared are you, 15? 95% scared, if you're curious. Uh, Don't like that he beat me to the looks, because he's right. The Brahma (laughs) looks like a Ken doll. But his opponent, Richard Filthy Walsh, I'm upset neither of us took him, because Filthy is a hilarious... Yeah, so, it's awesome. Albert, some pretty good nicknames. And yeah. I do want to ask this. You know, if you can, in 15 seconds, tell us what you think Alan's game plan is going to be since you both agree that he's going to win. Just go. 15, go. That's simple. Ready? Mm-hmm. To stay pretty. That's it. Wow. <laughs> that's all he's going to do, man. He's just going to stay pretty and he's going to win. That's, that's, that's all it is. Been, you know what? We've been covering this fight game wrong this whole time. Not if it, not completely if you're about to get into a looks category, because I've been very clear to pick people with better abs. Yeah, but you've better. never said the whole point of fighting is to stay pretty, Kevin. That's true. It, it was so That's eloquently that done. That was deep, now. and that also made sense on multiple levels, as I hear it again. Yep. So. All right, Albert. It's, let's a, go deep, to... it's, a, yeah, it's a deep thought, man. Think about it. <laughs> it's a deep thought. Think Fuck of... him anyway, Raph. <laughs> next fight. <laughs> It does sound like Albert's getting under Kevin's skin. Let's go to our next fight, which is a bantamweight fight. Roman Salazar versus Norifumi (laughs) Yamamoto, which I believe is a jet ski or a motorcycle. Uh, 15 on the clock to Albert, please. Cool. Um, I actually – I'm actually – this was a hard one for me, but I'm going to go with the kid, uh, Yamamoto, just because – I don't know. There's just really no. I don't really have anything. I just figured that you know. I guess in Mexico, kids kill roosters, and Roman's nickname is the rooster. Oh so that's that's what I went with. And LA is practically Mexico, so it all goes hand in hand. Uh, Kevin, fifteen on the clock for you, please. Uh, in light of the new information that Roman would challenge a rooster and win. I'm going with Roman. Like, that's a tough bird to fight. A rooster attacked me when I was a kid, Raph, and I don't think that Albert knew that, but he might have, and that might have been a personal attack, and I'm not enjoying where this game is going. Okay, (laughs) Albert, I'm going to ask you this just plain point break right now. You ask the question. How have you gotten inside of Kevin's head? What? Ask him if he knew that I was attacked as a kid. By a rooster, I think Shut is up. the question you meant to ask. Kevin, I've actually decided to take seven seconds off your next pick for rudely interrupting. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, Albert, please respond. Let's just say I had a little help from a guy named um, Marcus Kowal. He wants his revenge. He wants his run back, and he gave me a little help. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. All right. All right. Kev, you have any uh, thoughts on that? Tell Marcus I left a five on the glass at Systems Trading Center just as a tip for his <laughs> performance last time. What does that mean, Kevin? Like he's a prostitute. Like I left a fiver. Like he's a common. It shirt. actually sounds like you used him. I paid him to I... take a dive and over under Kevin because you have a losing record. I think the judge <laughs> wow. is a little Republican-y at the moment and doing some 
First of all, I don't uh, believe great attack are, ads. Like wow. you're that's that's just uh, mean and insulting to a certain demographic, Kevin. And I'm not a person who's mean or insulting to people, so I find offense to that. Let's go to our next fight, Kevin. You're going to go ahead and lead us off. You have eight seconds on the clock, and it is a fight between Jake Ellenberger and Josh Koscheck. Go, Ellenberger. Got to go with the Midwest upbringing and the corn-fed beef diet. All right, Albert, you have 15 seconds because you're a polite human being and get the real time. Who do you have in this fight? Um, I'm going with Josh Koscheck for the fact that I've, you know, I, honestly, I don't really care for either of them. Um, but I'm going for Josh Koscheck just for the fact that I grew up watching him on the Ultimate Fighter 1. And I, I don't think anybody deserves to get knocked out the way he did against Swan Lily and not come back with a win. So I'm going with Josh Koscheck. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kevin, do you think that Albert's letting his affinity for Josh Koscheck get the best of him on this one? No, it usually pays off to go with the person you've been watching your entire life, um, you know, as they're fighting in their early <laughs> 40s. It's a great strategy. I see it winning. Mm, mm, especially when they have such a winning record. Going. Oh, he, the aforementioned knockout. He's been making my point for me on this fight. It's like... Yeah, Josh Koscheck. Uh, he and Dan Henderson could maybe fight each other, so at least one of them gets stand with dignity. I'm gonna. That'd be sad. Wow, that'd be a sad thing to watch. Wow, that was like double <laughs> insulting. I wasn't even mad until you got around to insulting Dan Henderson, who is a national treasure. Thank you. <laughs> Literally, yeah, he might be in the next one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm gonna. You know what? I can't wait to get Dan Henderson on here one day, and just uh, do a greatest hits of all of your old <laughs> shit talking about him. Dan, you're the man. Like I've watched you so much in Pride. I loved you. Followed you your whole career. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go to our next fight. Uh, on this one, Albert, you're gonna lead us off. It is Derek Lewis versus Ruin Potts. Ruin Potts. Um, I actually went with Ruin Potts. Um, what was my notes? Because I don't really know too much about these guys. Mm. But where are they at? They're fight number three. Sorry about this. Um, I saw that Ruin Potts. Oh, this is I remember this. Okay, so Ruin Potts. They're both heavyweights. I saw that Ruin Potts actually is a bit more well rounded. He can stand up. He has I think four wins by or all right, all like, right. Stop trying uh, to real analyze this because man, you went over. I was I was willing to go for this, but when you said you had notes, I said you prepared. All right, I lost this one. Take it, take it. I'm going real pot. I'm going pot because okay. I feel that he. You're still trying to take your time. Life. No, no. There it is. 15. There it is. All right. Uh, hey, well, Raph, is, he's got seven seconds. Get the studio audience ready. That was last question. Uh, weed is officially legal in DC this week, so no one's going to be ruining my pots. I'm going with Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis. Kevin, shut up. Thank you. The Black Beast is a dope name, man. That was wordplay. That was political, and it was topical, Raph. That was every joke in one. Kevin, that showed nothing except for your complete lack of understanding on how jokes operate. But, Albert, if I were to ask you, on a scale from, let's say, Louis C.K. to the top to Carrot Top at the bottom. Where did Kevin's joke fall in your estimation? Hmm. Carrot Top, all the way bottom. 
Carrot Top. Yep, he is. Yeah. He is very dependent on props. We will say Carrot that. Carrot Top also... has been killing it in Vegas for a century. So uh, yeah, I'll take Carrot Top. Interesting. All right, let's go ahead and go to our next fight. This is a tough one, Kevin. You have to lead us off on this one because these are two friends of the podcast, and I don't know what happens when two friends of the podcast make in a fight situation when they are both terribly destructive. 15 on the clock for Diego Lima versus Tim Means. Go. Dude, been thinking about this all day and it hurts. It just hurts. But I think I've come to a solution that's going to not upset anybody. I'm going with the dirty bird. Tim Means, I'm favoring experience. And Diego Lima, again, best looking person in the world. So, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Better looking than Alex Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no oh, way. Yeah. Diego Lima? Yeah, not come possible. on. Let's not be let's oh, let's not be ridiculous. Look at Diego Lima. Look at he's got that deepness in his eyes. We're, uh, that's good. that's definitely gonna be something I'm posting on Facebook. Yeah, you okay. Please do. Morris A. C. Slater <laughs> situation on our hands. It feels like <laughs> the be- the best looking guy in MMA. Mm. Alan Jelbin. I mean, Diego but I will to- love it. Fifteen yeah. on the clock for you, Albert. I think you're already starting, but let's make it official. Fifteen go. Just I'm I'm gonna agree with him again. I can't believe it, but I'm going with the Dirty Bird. Um, I just think he's gonna be dope. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna shine that night. That's all I got for him. All right, I'm gonna reset for 15 more, and I'm gonna ask you this though, <laughs> Albert. Do you think that Kevin, when he says that Diego Lima is the prettiest man in MMA, do you have anybody who is prettier than Diego Lima or Alan Jabon? Go. Not prettier than Alan Jabon. Uh, well, I'm right behind him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I was hoping at some point you'd give yourself some credit and be like, uh, me, but, uh, all right. I'm glad that you put yourself underneath that pedestal. It just shows you're honest, Kevin. Yeah, uh, let me ask you this, Kevin, uh, on a scale of pretty people, how often do you have MMA fighters on that scale? Pretty often. Yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just because from a muscular tone, but more importantly, Rev, ask me if I'm doing the Dirty Bird right now, the Atlanta Falcons oh, touchdown shit. dance in the early 2000s. Wow. That's me. That's me. I'm not gonna ask you. Instead, I'm gonna go to the next fight, which is a lightweight fight between Tony Ferguson and Gleason Tabau, and we're gonna go ahead and have Albert lead us up on this one. 15 on the clock. Go. El Kukui. Um, you know, dope guy. I love watching him. Um, some super scary dude. I think I've seen him in my closet before, so that's what I'm going for is El Kukui. <laughs> Kevin, have you ever found Tony Ferguson in your closet? I, not this week, and I can't remember a time I did. Are you sure, especially when you talk about how all those pretty men that you seem to love and rate? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Though, if he did show up in my closet, I'd be like, hey, show me that sick transition you did from side control to the back take. Who'd time. you pick? So, Go. Oh, just to keep it interesting, Gleason Tabau. You know, maybe Tony gets in there and he uh, Shut up. You're done. All new- right. Okay. Let's go, Albert, on this. You heard Kevin say that he feels that Gleason just for funsies. Um, do you feel that like Kevin's starting to wait now that he's just giving up and just picking whatever? Um, no, I think yeah, a little bit. I think he sees that I'm obviously smarter than him and better looking, and I'm going to win this competition. So, but to 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 say Gleason is is is, is like him throwing it up. No, nah, it's going to be an awesome fight. 
those guys are both beast and they're both hungry, coming off of huge winning streaks. I think there's a difference. I think there's a, not a problem with going to say that Gleason's going to win, but I think when you just come to it from, eh, I guess, eh, it shows a little bit of mental fatigue, the type of mental fatigue that happens when you're rolling with somebody who's 100 pounds heavier, Kevin, than is that what we left off? With you and Albert? Oh, I'm a clean 142 pounds heavier than Albert. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that we were in the right kind of vicinity here. Uh, Kevin, do you have any response to any of that? I guess I was just tired of getting piggybacked on. I felt like he was trying to steal a lot of my picks to keep it close. And he's a points type of winner. Like he's, you know, trying to win this by decision. I'm more of a submission artist or a finisher, as we say in the game. So I'm trying to pick things that, you know, are a little bit more edgy and are going to... I steer my own path. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I might get leave my neck out because I'm going to go after that knee bar, but that's just the way I play the game. I, I don't want to win by points. You know? Albert, can I ask you this? Have you ever been called a points fighter ever in your career? No, for sure not, but uh, I, 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 I applaud you for doing that. That's actually a pretty good comeback. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Let's go with you on this one. Another uh, great match coming up in the women's bantamweight category. It is Raquel Pennington versus Holly Holm. Kevin, 15, go. Watched a video on Holly Holm today because I was like, they're off better. Uh, know quite a bit about Raquel Pennington. Holly Holm is my choice. Holly Holm has the guys in her gym uh, literally just like they, they kind of had that look like uh, Holly will beat your ass. And okay. When you see that. But she's uh, yep. it's Kevin, the preacher's done, daughter. Done. No, Stop the nickname it. All right. is what I was Kevin. looking for. We're going to go ahead and go over to Albert. Albert, you got 15 on the clock. Go. Cool. Holly Holm would be definitely cool to see win because I think she has a good shot against Ronda Rousey. But I'm going with Raquel because of that bulldog choke she did that last night. She's just Ooh. a bully, and I think she might bully her. Yeah, that was badass. Now, let me ask you this, Kevin. When you saw Rocky get into wars, do you expect this to be a war, or are you saying that Holly Holm – Scares everybody at a gym so much that it's going to carry over into the cage. Uh, I think it's going to be a war. No, I don't think Raquel's scared. The Rocky, she's just—he's right. Like I forgot about that bulldog. No, she's not scared. I think she's got more confidence than ever. I'm looking forward to the fight. Holly Holm, the striking versus Raquel's toughness will be fun. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back over to you, Albert, one last time. Uh, y- you know, before we go to much further. I do want to let you know and give you a little bit of insight. We normally have a wager that happens at the very end of all of this. Um, Kevin, what were some of the wagers that you, you've had to pony up or that you probably haven't done yet? Yeah. Uh, well, I was, I'm in the process of mixing a song for Brandon. Uh, I had to write and send him a song, a taller order than I originally thought. I uh, need to take some pictures about you scared, bro, which I have been game planning. A few of, I uh, still need to send two items to a friend of ours. I got a private lesson from Marcus, and I once had to change my Twitter handle and Twitter feed to a tribute to James Coe. Oh, and John Evans and I did the uh, dress like Uriah Faber photo, where we each had to post that to our Facebook for 24 hours. A picture of us looking like Uriah Faber. And it was a contest to see who would end up winning, and Kevin couldn't even win that one. Now, it wasn't a contest. It wasn't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He won that badly. But, um, Albert, (laughs) 
that's what's going to happen in a little bit. So those are the kinds of things that people have done before. You're welcome to use your own creativity. That's something that we welcome here. So just think about that. We're going to come back in a few more fights to that idea. Okay? Gotcha. All right. Let's go to our next fight. And, Albert, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Masio Fullen versus Alexander Torres. 15 on the clock. Go. Um, Alexander Torres. Um, I think both of these guys are on the Ultimate Fire Latin America the only reason I'm going for Alexander is because I see that he has a low record. I think he's like two wins, one loss. I just I'm going for the guy that's new because I was new to Bellator just a couple months ago. So okay. that's it. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, Kevin, you've got 15 response. Go. Don't need them. Only need two words: man bun. <laughs> My choice is Mazio. Okay, I didn't. I have I mean... a man bun. He has a man bun. We have to stick together. Mazio Fullen. It's the code of the man. Gotcha. You guys wouldn't know anything about it. I wouldn't because I'm not homeless looking, but I, no. okay, that's fine. Um, okay. Albert, Kevin's trying to lead us on a little direction of a man bun. Do you oh feel gosh, that at this point choice. he's running out of things to talk about? No, actually, I, I actually agree with them. Like they have similarities. Yeah. yeah what are their similarities? Can you go ahead and point any of them out? <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the man bun. I guess. Wow. We both Stat- weigh between 145 and 210 pounds. Uh, <laughs> we're both somewhere between 69 and 71 inches in height. And we both submit people 56% of the time. Damn it, I stepped on the number. 56% of the time, Raph. You stepped yeah. on the number because you realized, as you were saying it, that number's not accurate. But, yeah, my okay. body rejected the, even the idea. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, I'm going to come to you for this fight. It is a middleweight bout between Mark Munoz and Rowan Carino. First of all, congratulations to Mark Munoz for being in the I should have been on the main card spot, but they really wanted to get people to watch from the Fox prelims. You got to go with the Filipino wrecking machine here. R- Roan Carnero might have even been like a repl- no. Mark Munoz, done. Okay. All right, Albert. Fifteen on the clock. Go. <laughs> That's who I'm going with the Filipino wrecking ball. But again, this is not going to be an easy fight. This dude, I heard uh, Ronan actually fought like a three fight. One night, like bought three fights in one night and won that tournament thing. So it's definitely gonna be a good fight. But I'm going with Mark Munoz. Oh my god! I've never have anybody on the history of over under Kevin have a sound cue of their own ready and queued up. I know that was nothing short of amazing. Uh, wow, yeah. Kevin. You know what? I I'm gonna just give you five seconds to respond because he was so devastating. Five go. I'm going to join him and only ask that they make a gif of Mark Munoz swinging to the Filipino wrecking ball. Like his face. On the, that would be awesome. Albert, I don't know how you so destructively won that argument, but how do you feel knowing that you have such a mental victory over Kevin? Go. Dude, it's, it's, it's just a big part of my game. You know, all I do is mental. That's I mentally break you, then I finish you. Mm. I have 100%. Finishing words. <laughs> I do believe 100% is more effective than 56, which has an asterisk next to it as well. <laughs> Let's go to our final bout. Gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and put 20 seconds on the clock for this final match. It is a women's bantamweight match between Ronda Rousey and Kat Sagano. Kevin, you're going to lead us off. 20 seconds, go. 
How does anyone, even remotely, have the stones to bet against Ronda Rousey? I'll tell you how. They have stones as big as mine. Kat Zingano with the huge comeback win. Training hard, looking great. Kat Zingano. All right, Albert, 20 seconds on the clock. Go. Yeah, he pretty much explained it. Like, how do you go against Ronda Rousey? Yes, Kat Zingano's a beast. And I did train with her, you know, uh, rest in peace, her ex-husband, uh, Kaiki Jiu-Jitsu. He's an awesome guy. But I'm going to have to go at Ronda Rousey. She's just unstoppable, I think. And whoa. I'll go retire the champion. Whoa, 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 swerve. Did you, Kevin, did you hear that swerve happen? Yeah. Wow. How did you feel about that? There's a lot going on. There are a lot of moving parts to this. This feels like the NBA trade deadline of MMA prediction podcasts. We nailed this. Huh. There's a lot of craziness happening. I hope people are following on Twitter live and letting people mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Albert, how does it feel to make normal analysis about MMA without having to rely on your lack of knowledge in the NBA? What? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's exactly the way I feel every time I hear Kevin try to insert the NBA unnecessarily into an MMA comedy podcast. No place, Kevin. No place. Let me ask you this. So, you know, Albert, you, you led us on a journey. You said you, you train with Kat Zagano, and yet you're going for Ronda Rousey just as a pin. Not, not Kat Zagano. Trained with her husband. Her husband's a black belt under Kaiki, and that's where I've met him. But, like I said, Kat's a beast, but I just think Ronda Rousey is just too good, man. Okay, so you and, led us on a journey yeah. to not training with her, but in her presence or with people who trained with her. Yeah. So usually I would go for Kat, but can't do it against Ronda. Wow. I, I mean, I've lost, too much, I've, lost, I've lost too many bets going against Ronda. How many bets have you lie. lost going against Ronda Rousey? Um, I lost her against Sharon McMahon. I lost her against Misha Tate. Um, who else did I lose? I actually thought, I actually thought Liz Carmusha was going to win. So after, you know, after Sarah McMahon, I was just like, I give up. I'm going to do this shit. So now you're you're deeply in the trenches of you can't beat or join her, right? Yeah, pretty okay. much. All right. Well, um, gentlemen, I'm excited for this fight. Um, I think it's going to be I. You know, Kat Sagano, she's she's a very impressive fighter. I remember seeing her fight against Misha Tate, and in a certain way, I think she beat Misha Tate up standing more than Ronda did. Um, so in that respect, I think it's a little bit more of exciting of a fight, but it, it really is hard to go against Ronda Rousey. Uh, gentlemen, we've come to the point now where we need to talk a couple quick things and then we're going to get to the fun part. Uh, Kevin, who do you think will have the performances of the night and the fight of the night? There are usually two performances of the night and a fight of the night recipient. Performance of the night, one to Holly Holm. The hmm. other... Ronda Rousey with okay. fight of the night with fight of the night going to Haban and Walsh. Okay. That's okay. Sure. Uh, let's go over to Albert. What are your performance of the night and fight of the night picks? Uh, performance, definitely Ronda Rousey. Um, man, I'm stuck between fight of the night, man. I'm either thinking it's going to be Tony Ferguson's or... Raquel Pennington's going to be fight of the night, but um, sure, either one of those two. I'm sure he's yeah. So I'm going to go fight of the night, Tony Ferguson's, and performance of the night. Also, will go. I'll go with Ra- Raquel Pennington. I think she might finish her. 
Okay, so you, one of your performances of the night was Raquel Pennington, and the other one was... And Ronda Rousey. And Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey. And then five of the night is Tony Ferguson? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Gentlemen, now let's talk wagers. Uh, Kevin, do you have any wagers that... You know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to go to you, because we always go to the guests first. Albert, do you have any ideas on what you'd like to wager against Kevin here? Hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I wager it's not so bad, man. I can't think of anything too creative, but I guess walking around in your gi a whole day with a white belt on and a pink bandana, but you cannot change. You have to walk around all day wearing that. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. I do like that. Uh, okay. Not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Here is my counter. I will wear aforementioned gi, white belt, pink bandana to a public place as opposed to like just putting it on and then hanging out at home all day. I will wear it like to the mall. Awesome. I will give you documented evidence. Uh, in exchange, I would, if I win, I want you to sing Wrecking Ball acapella for a minute and 30 seconds dedicated to me as though I came in like a wrecking ball. That's awesome. That's I will a deal? Do that. That's a deal. Let's do it. <laughs> right, a, you're strangest probably of like, that's up there thus far uh, for both of us, but I dig it, Raph. We're set. I'm very much into public humiliation on both ends, so that's perfectly <laughs> fine. I just like the idea. I was like, I was going to say, Albert, the only thing I'll say is Kevin has to go to work, and it's not like the people like him there to begin with. So ostracizing him even more there would have been just a, a little bit of a public danger, but I do like this much better because Kevin will proudly wear that white belt, even as mall, people look at him like an super crazy. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say black belt, but then I thought that'd be mad disrespectful. So. Like, oh no, 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 on our next podcast. Cool. All right. Thank you guys for having me and um, talk to you guys later. Have Sweet. a good one, Albert. Yeah, bro. Yep. Feeling a little scat. Let's knock this podcast out. Really a lot of fun. Albert's got a voice for uh, defeat, if you ask me. We should bring him on more often. You know, Kevin, the important thing is when you have a fighter on the show, yeah, you shouldn't provoke them specifically with insults about their intellect. Um, just because, you know, they, they can hurt you. Oh, please. He needs to quadruple in size to fight my weight bracket. Obviously, I'm always nervous about that. I mean, going to train in systems had already alerted that I apparently have been a little shoddy with the mouth running, given the sheer mm. amount of force that was applied. I'm just saying, that. like, Kevin, yeah. you know, I, I watch a certain – it's a fine line yeah. when I'm talking shit with athletes 
because especially if it's just like, oh, let's roll jujitsu because, you know, you're rolling jujitsu and that's kind of more our wheelhouse. But you say the wrong thing and maybe they start slipping in a couple punches in there and if somebody punches you, I'm putting dollars on the high end that you are going to turtle up and be like, nope, nope, don't want to play anymore. Ref, we have every reason to believe that I would stand in the face of adversity, mm-hmm. take that like a man and armbar them because that's how it works. When you get punched, you it's really easy to deal with. Like it doesn't speed things up. Mm-hmm. So it'd be pretty chill to fix. Mm, not so sure about that. But... All right. <laughs> That's my answer to if I got punched. No, it'd be super chill to fix. Which is like oh yeah, I I just armbar him. No problem because when you punch me, like you're putting your arm out there, right? Like, aren't you? (laughs) It hits my face. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna hold on to it. Uh, And if the other one hits me, that's no problem because I'm just gonna be trying to swing my leg over. That's right. And it would be terrible if they were to have inside intel that your leg has been really fucked up lately for whatever reason. That would be awful, especially right now, if they were to feel the need to beat me up. Look out for the one of the legs. I'm not going to say which one, because I don't want them to know. Mm-hmm. So that's... I can tell you which one if you want to know. but no. Let's wrap up this sweet, star-studded time. Uh, Dana White stopped by and you know the Oscars were Sunday so I'm having trouble controlling the movie announcer voice I'm doing okay mm-hmm. let's head to some shout outs I'm going to shout out some uh, BYT Brightest Young Things here in DC wrote a little article for them also coming to the roar.com an Australian sports opinion website look out Rafa Sparza some MMA opinions including something I might have wrote about Dana and the steroid policy <laughs> Very Great. substantive. Yeah. Yep. I come down hard on drugs. You know how seriously I take this. Absolutely. No one takes it more seriously than I do. <laughs> BJJ MMA Academy went and hung out with them a little bit last night. Couldn't train because I had the old cortisone shot in the leg. Thanks, Dr. G. Uh, so I went out and just was around some jujitsu. But should be back at the gym uh, doing some open mat hosting this Saturday, actually, Raf. I think Andrew has to go referee, so I'll be running things. Headstands only. Bring your knives so we can really finally roll. I'm kidding. No one bring knives. Do not bring knives. Check out BJJ Finder for all your jiu-jitsu school needs. That's going to do it for me, Rafa Sparza. Let's go ahead and shout out uh, Valley Martial Arts Center. Put it away. Yeah, so it's put it away. You gonna do that again? No, come on. Once a month, that was the deal. That was not the deal. <laughs> the deal was you put that away. I have in my notes that the deal was once a month. I don't know why. Nope, nope. I don't know who would negotiate that. Uh, the I'm pretty sure I talked to your agent. I'll I'll get back to you. All Thank right. you. All right. Thought Martial Arts Center, I want to go ahead and shout you guys out. It was nice to get back to training today. I myself have been nursing what I like to call being on the wrong side of a heel hook, which was endless amounts of fun. Uh, although it's not bad. You know, Kevin, the only problem with it is that I found that I 
you know, the, the guy who was, who was doing it, he wasn't mean about it. It was just, I think I'm suffering from a case of old. And I think that's, that's the worst part about it is that he wasn't going fast. Yeah. It was just watching my knee go and then go, Oh, well, that's a bummer. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, it just feels like super overstretched if anything. Uh, so it's been a lot of telling the guys like, Hey guys, I'm slowing down. The wedding's happening, so don't make it so that I can't stand. And uh, I won't name names, but I will say one of my training partners, I go, hey, you know, watch out this leg, kind of going a little slow on it, just kind of rolling for movement. Uh, this dude proceeds to put me in a twister. <laughs> and with the other leg. <laughs> and it gets to the point where I look at him and I start, I start modifying it. And I start catching him in something, and he goes, did you just get a knee bar on me? And I go, yes, let's be civil and let it go, please. And he goes, okay. So that made me laugh profusely. So to that training partner, thank you so much. But um, I did want to shout out this week. You know, the important thing for me, Kevin, is I always try and be useful when I go to VMAC. So not only am I plugging their really, really cool blue belt tournament that's going to happen on March 29th called True Blue. Find out more information at, uh, I think it's valleymac.com. If you guys are interested in that, you want to let people know, True Blue, March 29th. It is a blue belt tournament, uh, submission only, and it's going to be great. Anyway, uh, I also found a way to be useful today, which was one of our guys, Zach, who I think you know very well. Yes. Ask me the difference between a Stone Cold Stunner and an RKO, and there is an art, Kevin. They are very different. Do you know the difference between the two? No. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. So it is always nice to be able to lend what I like to call my real expertise uh, to the gym, and I'm happy to provide it anytime anybody has any questions. So uh, my thanks to Zach. And if you guys are so interested, Zach is now starting to teach um, classes on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. over at Valley Martial Arts Center. It's really cool. It's a beginner's class. So if you guys are really new to it, he's really good with you guys and, and works you through it. And they're starting to work. Like today, they're working on some wrestling there. So if you guys have the opportunity and you are looking for a place to go train, it is 7 p.m. over on Tuesday nights at Valley Martial Arts Center. Sex, kind of good people. But uh, go learn you some or tell a friend. And you know what, Kevin? I think that's going to do it for me this week. That's going to do it for us tonight, then. Here at Verbal Tap, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Raph, in my notes, just looked it up. It was definitely your agent that said once per month you can use the phone, the megaphone, either. What's my agent's name?